0: Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor.
1: And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot.
0: And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus
1: Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Yeah, it's super exciting being here. Uh, I think it's actually really cool getting out of our normal office, or, or our new studio, actually, too. And just being out and about around everybody that loves airplanes just as much as we do. And uh, judging by some of the people here being decked out in complete airplane gear, maybe even a little bit more than we do. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, there's definitely
0: some aviation geeks uh, around here. That's for sure. And look at this. Look at this beautiful Cirrus right here. It's got that turquoise color that is like my favorite. There's so many things that are going on around here that, I don't know, it's like squirrel everywhere I look. I'm like, ooh, airplane.
1: Yeah, Brandon and I took a little stroll uh, before this. And we're like, let's go look around. Uh, Let's get out from the booth. Uh, We're over here at Strauss Financial booth. Around here, we're in the indoor hangar booth space uh, right, actually right in front of Spruce Aircraft, so all your aircraft parts. <laughs> we're going to be right there. But We're out taking a stroll, and we're looking around, and uh, we're just walking by, and we wanted to go see one school in particular, one really large one. And on the way there, Brandon said, Bose, oh, the new Bose 830s. So we, we walked over there and saw the new Bose 830s. Uh, I woke up this morning and had a crack of dawn. I got an email from Bose. I got another one from Bruce in my pilot store. Everyone's talking about the brand new Bose A30s that just came out this morning. So, Brandon, what did you think about them when we went over there and saw them? So, I thought that uh, I was really going to like them a
0: lot because, as you know, I am not a Bose lover. I'm not uh, – actually, I like Bose. I just don't like their aviation headsets because they've got that little furry piece on the top, and it gets into the gel of my hair, and I, it, it bothers me. So, I really like the light speeds uh, The Lightspeed's really my – type of headset, but I want to go check it out because it looks super cool. I thought that that I would finally get converted. So when we go over there, they've got this new padding on the top of the headset. And I thought it was going to be like, not leather, but like fake leather material that just like the, just like the Lightspeed has. And no, it is a felt material. Um, it's definitely better than the old little fuzzy part. That's horrible that I cannot stand, but it's not something that uh, I think I'm going to go for. So it is super light. I tried it on. It felt really nice. And it's just not for me. What do you
1: think of it, Carson? I loved it. I know it's because I spent so much money on the bows in the first place. And I've heard enough times, especially from Brandon, who's a light speed guy, that you only like them and say you like the bows because you spent so much money on the bows. But oh, I was Prime Air just taking off. That's cool. Giant plan. But I loved it. Like, I I loved the feel. It definitely felt lighter, felt smaller. You know, the the Bose feels a little bit bulky somehow, but also still small and light. I loved it. It was a comfortable headset, and uh, I I didn't love it as much because it's so hot here. Um, All the headsets you put on are, you know, with everyone's sweat on it. didn't like that as much.
0: Yeah, it's a little brutal how hot it is out here. So if you are coming out here, wear shorts, probably some flip-flops, and a tank top, by the way, because it is
1: hot. Yeah, but it was cool. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not going to upgrade my... You know, two-year-old a 20s to it didn't like it that much but it was cool definitely an upgrade i liked it overall yeah
0: yeah i mean i got all a slew of emails this morning too just like you did it was pretty incredible they sent out a press release on day one and boom it blew up uh, so it it took off no pun intended
1: yeah the Bose guys said that they were going to be probably sold out by the end of the first day today of sun and fun so good for them pretty cool definitely the biggest thing i've seen here because every pilot won't fly the same plane, but every pilot's going to have the same headset, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: A bunch of people told us that they sold out online in 30 minutes this morning when it got released. And uh, it's it was pretty incredible. But speaking of how hot it is, Carson, we're going to get off this A20 or A30 headset uh, talk. And look what I just found. I found a seaplane. And it's not just any seaplane. It's a Waco on
1: Amphibs. And this thing is blue It it is beautiful. Look at this thing, Carson. So there's always something when you see a radial engine and you you just know that beautiful sound is going to be so much better than any normal Lycoming or Continental or even, you know, really cool turbine engine. When you see a radial engine and you hear that, everyone looks. Everybody looks. Even if it's flying above you, right into the sun, everyone's going to look and try and find that plane making that noise. Uh, You know, Riverside Airport, we're, we're super close to Corona Airport. And, um, and Flaybob in both airports, as far as I know, I think have two people each uh, that have a biplane, like an old radial biplane. Don't know the make and model, but I know every time I hear it, I know I'm gonna look up or look around and see that yellow biplane taxiing by. And it's absolutely beautiful. So seeing this Waco on Amphibs, that's pretty cool because you're gonna have to see you know, that radial engine going out in the lake, um, the ocean, the water, wherever you're going, it's super cool. By the way, I know uh, I know who owns that, uh, that airplane that you're talking about, the
0: yellow one. Uh, I, I can't think of his name right now, but yeah, at Riverside Airport. It's a beautiful plane. Uh, he's got a hangar that has like all Indian motorcycles in it, too. It's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, so we got, I, I got to bring you there when we go over to Riverside again. But uh, for now, we're in Florida, hot, muggy <laughs> Florida. Um, by the way, I've been in Florida for like three and a half out of the past six weeks. And uh, until today... I told everybody that I wanted to move here, and I liked it so much in Florida. Um, but after coming out today and just how sweaty you are when you stand outside, I, I'm rethinking that statement.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been here for two out of the last six weeks, <laughs> and uh, definitely not as big a fan as brain was for the start. I got off the airplane, the terminal, and... Oh, and there's some L-39s taking off behind us. If anybody can hear that sound, it is beautiful. Engines of an L-39. That's so cool. Uh, but onto the next plane, there's some really cool ones around here. Um, whether you're going from the Cirrus to, you know, like that Waco. Brian, uh, what else have you seen that you really liked? I don't know. We're looking at something that's really interesting right here.
0: Um, I don't even know what this is. It says Junkers on the front.
1: This is a plane it, I saw at Oshkosh, um, and it looks really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it says it's a
0: new production Junkers A50 Junior. Um, and this thing looks pretty cool. I mean, it's got some like weird curves. Um, I don't even know how to explain this. I wish I could explain it better, but it kind of reminds me of like the old school, old school airplanes mixed with like a, a newer type of engine because I think it's got a. Yeah, it's like a leather
1: interior. It's like a ribbed aluminum. Yeah, that's um, it. Ribbed aluminum. There you go. Yeah, it, it's cool. Uh, 75 knot cruise, which is so slow. <laughs> uh, four gallons an hour but it looks it looks just like a super old classic airplane.
0: Yeah, and it's even got like uh what is it like bicycle tires almost or like motorcycle yeah, they, they have tires. Yeah, spokes
1: on them. Yeah.
0: I mean it it looks pretty cool. I like it. And then but the nose looks really really cool. Um I think that's a Rotax motor in it even. I mean it it's got to be pretty light. It's all aluminum. Yeah. Um, and it looks and it's like a two seater like outdoor I don't know what
1: you call that but I don't know. It's cool. Uh, It's hard to explain all this just just without actually being able to show you guys. If you haven't been to an air show, you you need to go to an air show. If you haven't gone to something like Sun and Fun or especially something like Oshkosh, which we're we're already starting the air show season with Sun and Fun. really kicks it off for us. But then going on to even the bigger one, which is Oshkosh coming up into July, uh, we're so excited for it. And not to talk anything bad about Sun and Fun, this place is awesome. We're surrounded by aviators and everyone that loves aviation just as much as you are listening right now, but getting out and getting to go, um, go see everything. gets us so excited for Oshkosh, which is, I want to say 10 times this size. It's, it's massive. Yeah. It's at least 10 times the size. And
0: uh, anybody who hasn't gone to an air show, it's it's really funny because I didn't go to my first air show until I was actually a pilot. Um, I didn't realize there were really air shows. I never went to one. My parents never brought me one. And it's not for any reason other than the fact that just, we didn't know, or, Or didn't know where to go. Um, But the last time I was here at Sun and Fun, uh, this is my second Sun and Fun. As you guys all know, I go to Oshkosh every single year. I've gone every year since 2014. Um, And uh, I went to Sun and Fun, I think, in 2014 or 2015. And I actually went with Austin. uh, And it was a father-son trip to Sun and Fun. It was the first trip we ever did just by ourselves together, and it was pretty phenomenal. But uh, taking a three- or four-year-old um, on a uh, trip uh, to, uh, to literally across the country by yourself as a father, uh, that was pretty, uh, pretty challenging, I have to say. Uh, he got tired, and I was pulling him around in a cart, and, and now he's big enough where he'll probably have to pull me around in a cart. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty cool memory, and I'm just thinking about it kind of all the times walking down this road where I was just pulling Austin and I remember I was all hot and sweaty just like I am now today uh, except for I had a I don't know a 60 pound child that I had to pull around so it's uh, uh I definitely miss Austin being here that's for sure uh, unfortunately his uh his spring break didn't line up but he got to go to the Grand Canyon a few days ago uh, with his uh with his little friend Johnny and Demaris and I so he got to have some fun but unfortunately it didn't involve airplanes for him this time.
1: And, you know, that was making me think about it. Um, you know, Maddie really wanted to come with us on this, but she wasn't able to because she has to go to work. And I think it's so awesome that I'm at work <laughs> here at Sun and Fun. I, I, I can't imagine a more fun time to, to have at work than going and watching airplanes and going and working at Stratus booth. And, you know, something really cool about it is tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday night, there's the air show, the night air show. And I think that is the most phenomenal thing that there is. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be somewhat comparable to Oshkosh's, uh, maybe not to the same scale. Just You guys have to go to Oshkosh and and see AirVenture. But seeing a night air show is just amazing. You're watching airplanes fly around at night with lights. Uh, At least Oshkosh, there was fireworks coming off the wings. There was fireworks from the ground. These guys were flying through them. They had colored smoke um, during sunset. It's just something like once in a lifetime you have to go and see it. Uh, and if you can't go see it go watch some videos right now you'll get you excited for air show season absolutely
0: i mean the night air show i think is the coolest part out of any um like large air shows such as sun and sun and fun or oshkosh uh, the night air show is just something unparalleled you've never seen it before if you've been to a regular air show there's nothing like a night air show they normally have like a bomb go off at the end with a wall of fire go look at the wall of fire it's having, like air show wall of fire and it's a pretty killer thing to see uh, besides that you said it fireworks on the wings I mean that's just phenomenal to see I mean you would think that the
1: airplanes would like blow up or catch on fire or something it seems like a big no-no fire and fireworks on an airplane and then it like, you know, add to the danger of it being at night which is just incredible um, and we're I found out last time when we went to Oshkosh um, in July of last year that people have to get pretty much certified and, and essentially rated I don't know if that's the right terminology for it, but to be in air shows. So especially to have, I think it's a separate one to go fly at night in an air show. And I'm assuming you can't just scrap fireworks onto any airplane. They, they do. Yeah. Uh, you actually have to uh, get waivers uh, to be able to
0: do some of these things. Uh, and including aerobatics and low-level aerobatics. There's those beautiful R-39s again. They're doing just a giant inverted loop, it looks like. Wow. You know, those were affordable. Not too long ago, like you could buy one of those for like, I don't know, like 50 grand, uh, like eight or nine years ago. And now they're definitely not that price anymore. Uh, They're quite a bit more expensive. Uh, Now, granted that the one that I said was pretty cheap. It wasn't a beautiful custom piece. It was just barely flyable. But you could have still gotten one pretty, pretty inexpensively. So back to that night air show, though. Everybody has to see the night air show. We're going to be watching it tomorrow night. I'm sure we're going to record something before, after Heck, maybe even in the middle of it. I don't know yet. Uh, Probably just us screaming, whoa, look at that, which is exactly what happened in Oshkosh. Exactly. No one's no one's going to know what we're seeing, but we're sure going to be excited on it. So <laughs> if you guys want to hear us just screaming like uh, uh, like little school kids, uh, that might be the episode <laughs> to listen to. But all joking aside, I mean, we're we're walking around the show right now, and I didn't even realize there's a Warbird area we haven't been to. I thought we already walked through the whole show. It looks like we've missed like
1: half of it. At least half of it. At yeah. least half of it. We thought it was smaller uh, than it was, but looking over here, there's a whole warbird country, and I, I think I absolutely love warbirds. It's just something It's hard to get into. Uh, warbirds are, you know, when they were being built, they were incredibly cheap, and now they're, you know, vintage. They're, they're super cool. It's like the vintage car collection, but airplanes. Um, some people fly them, some people don't. Some people just keep them in a hangar, you know, super nice and covered and waxed so that they're in all conditions, and it's really cool seeing them, and I think... Yeah, you know, I read, uh, just give a shout out to my dad, that his favorite plane, the Corsair, is going to be here. So we got to go make sure we take some pictures of that one. Uh, the Corsair is a beautiful plane, and there's even less and less around um, now. I think there's only 10 that are around and 8 flyable or maybe double those numbers, but super low amount.
0: Yeah, I love the Corsair. The Corsair is a beautiful airplane as well. It's got that just classic wing shape to it. When you see one, you know what it is. It's just, it's one of those kinds of airplanes and look at this 182 guess what i found another airplane on floats actually a whole bunch of
1: airplanes on floats at the whip air yeah it's a 182 uh boss 182 on floats and it's completely od green super cool it reminds me of a plane that i saw uh, in oshkosh last year and it had these uh it had like m16 like classic od green m16s like strapped like right under uh next to the strut on them and they were just so cool so this thing is beautiful. Yeah, and it's got an. Is that an
0: eagle on the side of it? Yeah, it does have an eagle. Spirit, it says Spirit of, America. of America. Yeah, Spirit of America. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like this plane. And of course, it's a it's a float plane. So what's there not to like about it? Of course.
1: Yeah, we, we've seen uh, way too many seaplanes already, and Brandon. Every time he sees one, he, he loves going up. He's like, "Oh yeah, uh, I, I love seaplanes." And he's like, "By the way, yeah, it's super casually, like, very humble though." Um, I, I have an Icon. I, uh, I love it. It's my favorite toy, uh, A5. And we have yet to see an Icon except for the one for the flying magazine. Um, if you guys haven't heard of it, I'm, I'm sure you have. Flying magazine's not sponsored, by the way, yet. <laughs> flying magazine's given away um, an Icon A5 and then $30,000 to get transition training to a single engine seaplane.
0: If it costs somebody thirty grand to get transitioned to a single-engine seaplane, then shouldn't be a pilot.
1: I'll be damned if I can't figure out a way to spend $30,000 flying seaplanes, though. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I,
0: I could figure out how to do that real quick. Don't worry there. Um, I know exactly what I'd actually spend that on.
1: <laughs> what would you do? Uh, I think I would go get multi-sea, uh, multi-sea hours. That's all I would go do. You'd go work for your multi-sea ATP, That's you? exactly what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, we talked about it. I'm sure you guys have followed it. Uh, Brandon's goal is to get some sort of ATP rating this year. And I think going in this first ever ATP rating should be multi-engine C ATP. I think that'd be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Hard to
2: find.
0: Yeah, they're hard to find a
2: use
1: for it, especially. But I'm sure there's a market for it. Everyone has a market for something.
0: Uh, maybe. Oh, look at this! So we're we're going down another aisle right now, and we're near the the Piper booth, and um, they always throw a good party at Oshkosh. I wonder if they're going to throw in here at Sun and Fun. Should be invited. Yeah, we'll, You've we'll had go ask. Uh, I've owned enough Piper. That's for sure. Um, but Florida tech has a, like a jet, um, dragster. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like, if they're actually going to use it here, but it sure does look super cool. I mean, it's got, it's like bright red. Um, it says Zach on the side. So I'm assuming that's who's uh, kind of piloting, uh, this race car, but it's a, it's a pretty killer little machine. Maybe not little, big looking fast machine. Yeah, This thing is, is super awesome. Can you
2: tell us a little about
0: this, uh, this
2: little big,
0: jet race car here? Race car.
2: It's a, it's, it is a jet dragster, and uh, you're at Florida Tech's display. Um, the jet dragster is powered by a General Electric J85, uh, which is an engine light that you would find in an F5 fighter or a T38 Talon. The engine runs about 3,000 pounds of thrust, and with the afterburner, it's our custom afterburner, little over 4,000 pounds, maybe 4,200 pounds of thrust. The total weight of the car itself is uh, fueled with the driver and it carries about 200 pounds of fuel. Fueled with the driver is uh, right at about 1,400 to 1,450 pounds, depending on which drivers driving that day and so on. We run it all over the world. Uh, If it wasn't here at Sun and Fun today, it would be racing at a drag strip somewhere, probably in the United States, but we travel uh, wherever we need to go. And the car is one of the things, I, I've been racing my whole life and I've been jet racing for decades, but one of the things that I find the funnest uh, about this particular program is that Larson Motorsports, my company, is based on of Florida Tech Center for Advanced Manufacturing and uh, uh, Elise here. So really what I, I care about,
1: what I want to do with my education is use it to make the aerospace field more sustainable and efficient. So especially working as uh, an intern at Larson, I got an opportunity to work with biodiesel, which I find really interesting, especially in knowing
2: what I want to work towards. Um, my thesis is part of a bigger project that Larson Motorsport is doing, and I'm a part of phase two of it, where we look at uh,
1: parts uh, of like an aircraft and fuel system parts and how they will react with exposure to biodiesel over a long period of time. And specifically how different primers and paints can make them last longer and not corrode as much. And we also have started slightly on phase three of that project, which is actually running the biodiesel in a J85 engine. So I've started setting the test stand up together uh, with another intern. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, you guys sound like you're doing some pretty cool things um, at your company and at Florida Tech. Um, are you guys racing this uh, this jet car here on the runway?
2: Uh, no, not, not here today. We have raced at air shows in the past with other jet cars that we own. Uh, this particular car is just on display this week. Um, we get asked all the time, can we come to air shows and run? And, uh, right now we, we, we kind of got to a point with our company where we had to decide, are we going to go to racetracks or air shows? Because we didn't want to have to buy the insurance for both. Right. So, yeah. so, uh, at air shows, the really popular jet powered ground vehicles are usually Trucks and stuff that sit up a little bit higher than this, you know, um, you, know, you, you this car is about belly button height, right? You know, yeah. it's not very, not very tall. So even though we could run it on the runway, unless you're the first or second person at the fence, you're not going to, you know, you might hear boom, boom, boom. And hear it go by that type of thing. And see, maybe see a parachute fly when it's decelerating, but, uh. the the taller trucks and the taller vehicles are usually better for the air shows. If you think about a racetrack, you know, the seating is all stadium style seating. So uh, everybody gets a great view, but we love, uh, we love being here at sun and fun. Florida tech has a couple of their training aircraft here in the booth with us. And uh, Saturday, we're going to have a big alumni function. So we're here to uh, just hang out this week with you guys and have a, have a fun time talking about uh, airplanes and careers in aviation and related uh, stuff related to that. People like it. Uh, people like elise over here they have a real solid you know commitment to sustainability and of course the university's interested in those types of things um, Elise is exactly right you know we've been we're, we are touching on phase three of this uh, project but uh, elise uh, for a long long time now has been taking standardized airframe parts uh, different types of primers different different components fasteners different types of anodized fittings Everything that fuel might actually touch in the airframe of an airplane, and she's seeing how the, those things react to different ratios of biofuels. In her particular case, this semester she's been working on different ratios of biofuels and jet fuel. And then uh, we've already done the engine testing where we've where the engine component fabrication where uh, we've actually like 3D printed gaskets and 3D printed engine parts. Uh, that would that would be touching the biofuel as well. And now phase three that we're just getting up to getting into probably start that the third quarter of this year probably is actually the live engine testing. And I can tell you that we're part of one one particular project where we may be burning pure hydrogen in jet engines and that would produce a legitimate net zero carbon gas turbine. Um, And so um, sustainability, right? It's the future of, of all this stuff. And Coralie, you know, when she first met me, she probably looked at me and said, "Jesus Larson, you got the largest carbon footprint on planet Earth." But I, I tamed her a little bit. Said, "No, nah, we do all these sustainability projects and biofuel projects and so on." She, and made her like me again a little bit. But but she's tough. Yeah, she's tough. She, she's a she's one smart cookie. and I show up at our shop and in the middle of the night sometimes, and she's in there testing her samples right on time every time. And uh, so she's just a great example of what Florida Tech produces, and we're really proud to have her here with us today.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for taking some time, and uh, make sure you check us out aviationmentors.com. dot yeah, com. And uh, yeah, we love uh, love talking with you guys, and thanks so much for this. And uh, you know, what kind of drew us over here? My grandfather used to drive top fuel uh, sand drags. so oh, really? when I was yeah when I was a kid, I used to get to go and see all of his sand drag uh, races all the time. And now he just kind of has his his engine block, and he's got like pieces of the uh, of his old race car in his uh, in his shop now. So it's a pretty cool thing. You got a nitro
2: burner in your family? That's awesome. Well, you know, and so for us, you know, the technology and drag racing and all forms of racing quite often cross pollinates into aviation and vice versa, right, Don? So I'm 56 years old. I remember when I was a kid and I was reading Hot Rod magazine, and everybody in Hot Rod magazine always talked about. This part is built with aircraft quality aluminum, or this one part is built to aerospace standards. And so we do cross between industries quite a bit. It's it, when we think we're a really great fit here at Sun and Fun because everything that you have on this car is really aerospace standards and practices with aerospace materials end to end. Something loud's going by. It's yeah, somebody's hitting the loud button right now and that's what it'll sound like if we were out there running. So the loud button—that's so awesome. The, the loud button is in there somewhere. There's a big red button. There's, the drivers always say, "I'm going to hit the loud button." You know. So, but uh, um, yeah. So fo- please follow us. You can follow us on social media. Um, if you just look up Larson Motorsports, and uh, you can uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, all the, Facebook, all the primary forms of social media. Everything that we do, there's nothing rigged. There, it's all the real deal, and you get to see Elise uh with uh with biofuel packed under her fingernails at least
1: once a week you know yeah.
0: Chris and it was great meeting both of you and Elise nice to meet you as well thank you so much for uh for talking about the car and some of the projects you got going on and uh we'll see you guys around the show. It's our
2: pleasure. All thank right. you guys. Thanks. We'll see thank you, you soon thank you.
0: Nice to meet you. Well that was definitely a very cool car. Uh very cool to uh to talk to uh those two. And kind of hear about what they're doing in aerospace and and with different biofuels. I have a feeling that kind of the future of
1: aviation will be biofuels. Um, So it's something that not a lot of people talk about. Um, Even for some of the older pilots, it's a little touchy. They're like, oh, don't take the lead out of my fuel. And I'm like, well, you know, it might be time at some point, especially with how many planes and how much fuel we burn. It is a touchy subject, and there's not enough people really looking into it that can go either way. Uh, but the future is sustainability. Everyone's moving towards it, and it's a constant talk. Um, and pretty much every type of politics is is sustainability. So seeing them testing it, um, even in a jet engine, but moving towards you know airplanes, that's super cool. Knowing that's the future.
0: Wow! I see a bunch of L thirty nines, and I'm not sure what those are, but I think they're T sixes. And there's something else even higher above, and I can't see them, but. This is uh, quite the
1: sight right now. you get to see everything. Oh, and- Formation flights are the coolest thing. It is I mean- amazing watching all these large warbirds flying all in formation, and they do it one after another. Uh, here we saw three formations, like Rand said. There's a the T-6s. Don't know what that one is. It's a little higher, over like 3,000 feet, uh, and there's L-39s. It is so cool. You get an air show, and just constant airplane noises. Uh, It's something that, you know, when we're alone and at our own airports or even just going through our daily lives, we hear an airplane, it's what makes us look up, right? So imagine being at an air show and watching everyone's head in unison just keep looking up and looking next, next, because we all love airplanes so much. So again, thanks for joining us today, guys. It is so awesome being here at Fun. We're looking forward to the next five days of it. Uh, This is only day one, and we're here until until next week, (laughs) so we're going to be here for a while. So keep joining us and catch us on our next episode, Aviation Mentors. Thanks, guys. Have a great
0: one. As always, if you want to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us at Twitter or Instagram. You can reach me at MrMartiniGuy, or you can reach Carson at Carson underscore AV17. And of course, as we prefer, reach us on our email, Brandon at AviationMentors.com or Carson at AviationMentors.com.
1: And as a wrap up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride.